Shut down. Double kill. Triple kill. Aced. This is Richard Campy Dragon Medina. And how are you doing, Dragon? I'm doing great. Shall we shall we jump right in to the fun stuff? Let's talk yeah, MSI. So, yeah, so today we're actually just going to go uh, overview of uh, what happened at MSI. Um, so MSI uh, happened over a span of, I want to say, almost a month. Uh, consisted of three different stages. The first stage was the play-in stage, where all the wildcard teams um, duked it out in a two-group style round robin. Um, all those teams you've never heard of. <laughs> yep, and we're only going to focus on two because only two won it out of each group. The first one was the Gigabyte Marines, and the other one was Super Massive. So the way this worked is they played the uh, the top of this of each group played the NA and the LMS region. Uh, I believe Flashbulls is LMS. So anyway, Gigamite Marines had to play TSM uh, in order to get into the actual MSI, where and Supermassive had to play Flashbulls. Uh, TSM barely won; they had a reverse sweep to get in, and so they won theirs. Um, then. Flashwolves played super massive and 3-0'd them. So then there was only one spot left, and it could only go to a wild card team at that point. So then super massive and Gigabyte Marines duked it out, and Gigabyte Marines won. So the way the group stage worked is it was a double round robin. Uh, every team played everybody, and uh, the teams were SKT, uh, WE. World Elite. I guess I should. I guess I should just do the uh, acronyms, right? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to? Esports. I could. I could do this part. I got this. All right. Go ahead. I All right. That. So disclaimer: Brennan is the master of MSI in this talk that we're gonna have. I am the bounce off ideas and everything, but I'm pretty good at reading names here. So let me let me run through this. So we got SK Telecom T1. We have Team. WE, we have G2 Esports and Flash Wolves, TSM, and finally, last but not least, well, they were least, Gigabyte Marines. Aptly done, sir, aptly done. And the way he actually did it was correct. So SKT eventually won this uh, round robin. So they were number one. Uh, WE came in second, G2 third, Flash Wolves fourth, TSM fifth, and Gigabyte Marines last. So the way this worked out was TSM pretty much shit the bed. Uh, they became well. They well, pretty much had. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ex explain this to me. I'm looking at the stats right now. Now, granted, I did not watch this. Why does TSM have seven losses and four wins, and somehow G2 has four wins and six losses? Uh, okay. So what happened was in the very last day, G2, TSM, Flash Wolves—they are all tied. And the way it worked, if G2, when G2 played TSM, if TSM won, they solidified themselves as, as the third seed. 
Whereas if G2 won, they solidified themselves as the third seed. While TSM could not finish in a game that was absolutely theirs. So G2 won, solidifying the third seed. Um, the reason why they solidified their third seed was because they actually beat the Flash Wolves 2-0 in the round robin. Uh, so TSM went one and one. So then TSM had to play Flash Wolves to get that last spot where they lost it. So that's where they got seven losses instead of six losses because they played one extra game. So that being said, Flash Wolves, it shows Flash Wolves won four, lost six. So, uh, no, they won, they won five, lost six. Oh, under group stage. Yeah, they won five, lost six. Oh, I'm sorry. The the one that shows here is says four wins, six losses. That would make more sense because they were in the fourth. They were in the fourth seat. So I don't I don't know what happened there. I do want to comment on uh, so Weldon Green, who we know who is who is the coach for G two. He said before MSI happened, he that he was asked what would be a successful run at MSI, and he said. If we beat TSM, and if we meet SKT in the finals. Mm -hmm. So let's get to that, huh? Yeah. So we'll, we'll do. Um, we'll talk about more specific things once we're done finishing up MSI. I would talk more specific stuff. Yeah, that uh, sounds great. Sorry about the background noise. Uh, so, so after the group stage, uh, the way it worked is it went into the knockout stage. So. Out of the out of the round robin, uh, the first seed T SKT T1 played the fourth seed, which was Flash Wolves, and then G2 Esports played the which was third seed played the second seed WE World Elite uh, for China. Um, so the first game was SKT T1 versus Flash Wolves. Uh, Flash Wolves lost. Uh, I believe this was a 3-0 stomp, and yeah, uh, you. Actually, I wouldn't want to say stomp because the first game looked uh, very competitive. Uh, and I think even the second game. The problem is that SKT cannot be beat in a best of five. And that's, that's, just, that's just saying the truth there. That's, SKT. That's fact. That is fact. And when we get to the final match, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. But SKT, TSM kind of took SKT style where they take the first game and they kind of just feel out their opponent. Sometimes it even takes two games. And then they really just, just destroy you from then on out. They're like, okay, we understand everything you got. Now here's our stuff. So that I, that's exactly how TSM, or I keep saying TSM, SKT plays. And that's how it, it just happened that their first game, it looked very competitive, but SKT finally won. Uh, so Flash Wolves could have won game one, maybe even game two. I'm not sure, but game three, definitely not. Uh, it was an exciting series. I would definitely watch it. Uh, I should have said spoiler alert before that, but whatever. Uh, going on to the next round, uh, best of five versus WE and G2. I honestly thought G2 was the weakest, uh, alongside Flash Wolves, that is, of these teams. I clearly thought SKT versus WE was the final matchup, but I was wrong. I thought uh, WE was for sure going to meet uh, SKT in the finals. Yeah, the, just the way that they played throughout this entire group stage, they were like super underwhelming in the beginning, 
and then they just started ramping up. I believe they actually won their last five games. They were five and zero in the last half, but I could I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, WE played G two. Uh, G two won game one and game two. WE came back game three, I believe, with a Cogma comp, uh, which is super strong. And then G2 ended up winning it. I thought it would be a more compelling match. And I definitely thought the favor was more for WE, but G2 actually did something. And when I say G2 actually did something, I mean Trick actually fucking played a game. Because <laughs> he was so underwhelming in the group stages that I just... They literally fell to the comp of let, let Sven carry. Like, we'll do anything to have Sven carry us, pretty much which is not something you really want to rely on. Like, you can't go late game against a lot of these teams. But they ended up winning, so it ended up being G2 versus SKTT1, which this is a very exciting uh, best of five. <clears throat> so the way it worked out, G2 were dominant in the very, very first game. I believe Faker was 0-4 to begin with. Uh, he went uh, Cassiopeia into the... Jace in the mid lane and people were saying like oh Faker you know Faker feeding lulls like yeah he's like the best player but if you actually break down this game his jungler peanut was like nowhere to be seen and his jungler peanut was playing his signature Lee Sin champion he's meant to do early game aggressiveness if that if, if that if that makes sense and he just, it seemed like he didn't. And the trick was playing Ivern. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 yeah, that's right, I'm sorry. Yeah, trick was playing Ivern and Ivern just, just controlled all these other lanes. They pretty much camped Faker <clears throat> and Peanut didn't really do anything. Now his score line is super impressive for this game. It was 9-0 and six, but, uh, as far as the early game, like Faker had it super hard, <clears throat> but then eventually won. Good to see them, you know, not. They, T, SKT just doesn't falter, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> I watched the them is, at Worlds last year. I know what you mean. You were there. <laughs> I was there. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <clears throat> so we'll go to game two here. Uh, game two was kind of the same thing as game one. But G2 ended up actually winning this one. <clears throat> um, a lot of this, I feel, had to do with uh, Trick got Lee Sin, which I think he's been very underperforming on uh, through this entire tournament. I don't think Lee Sin is actually um, Trick's champion, per se. But Peanut took Ivern. And I think Peanut's Ivern, Peanut is probably the greatest jungler I have ever seen in a long time and his iron is like the it's it's so bad it's ridiculous how bad his iron is it just doesn't seem like it's not his play not, style it, at all it's not yeah it's it's not it's not him <clears throat> which makes sense because lee sin was his he got the most kills in any game anyway uh so that pretty much game two g2 got an early lead and ended up just finishing it just and it was crazy it was just like oh my god they just beat skt now now it's one and one and it was going to be a good series 
And then SKT is just like, oh, you want to do that? Okay. And then they turned around and won the next two games. <clears throat> so SKTT1 became the victors, again, of MSI. G2 losing, but they got a win off of SKT. Now, now all of that is said and done. Do you have anything you would like to say before I give my little two cents about... All right, so we knew who was going to win this match. The second, the second the cards were laid and SKT was going to the finals, we knew exactly who was going to win this match. Oh, yeah, for sure. It wasn't a question at all. So the fact that G2 pulled off even one game, and I think that's kind of SKT's thing. No matter who they're up against in the finals, they always end up giving at least one game. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened last year at MSI when they went up against CLG, right? I believe so. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if CLG won a game, actually. I think they might have just 3-0'd them. But... I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was competitive. The, very, the first game was very competitive, for sure. And then after that, it's just SKT went, oh, we've calculated everything. You're done. And Now, now what I, what I want to ask you is, does this... Does this shine a light on G2 as the, you know, the whole memes of like international, you know, G2 is shit, G2. How, how do you feel about that? Um, so, so here's the thing. G2, no doubt in my mind, is the best team in EU. And, and if you ask anyone in EU, EU is 100% better than NA. If you ask anyone in NA, <laughs> NA is 100% better than EU, right? They're completely Correct. different. Now, um, honestly, I think G2 more won or got to this point due to like specific s circumstance more than anything. I think the fact that they beat WE is a lot more impressive than they got a game off of SKT. I, I think getting one game off of SKT is something that a lot of other teams have done before. Yes, this is the finals at MSI, and who does that except for, like, what, um, Samsung Galaxy? But mm -hmm. the the fact that they got one game and then they just got stomped twice in a row, like Faker unleashed his, he unlocked his potential, and let, let me, I, I want to see the stats on this fourth game. Um, so let's see how, how this goes. So Faker ended up going four and four. They, okay, looking, looking at the numbers, looking at the kills and the gold, there's no reason why G2 should have lost that last game. Yeah, it, it was super competitive for sure. Oh wait, no, no, no. But, uh, I'm looking at these in reverse. Actually, no, they got stomped. They, uh, it was a eighteen hundred gold or eighteen thousand gold lead by SKT by the end of the game. So they, no, it was one hundred percent stomped. I was looking at them in reverse. I apologize. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about game one. No, I was talking about game four. Game. I was talking about the okay. last game. I was I'm like, sorry. huh, that's weird. Faker only went four, four, and one on uh, Oriana. That's like one of his best picks, unless he's going up against Lucian mid. Um, and then I realized, oh, oh wait, no, Faker played uh, LeBlanc and went seven one and six, and Hooney went o o and six, which is a very Hooney score. And then you have uh, Peanut who went nine zero and six. 
And so, yeah, they SKT stomped G2 in the last match. I I think if anything, MSI is like a warm up for G, for SKT, right? It's them like oh, yeah, cracking sure. their neck, getting ready for Worlds, right? If they it's make them saying, it's them showing, hey Huni, show us what you got. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> now let I, me just do the most damage on my team as a Galio top lane. Yeah, okay. That being said, he like he kind of it looks like he underperformed in this series as far as his damage went and as far as his uh, kill participation went. It looked like Huni out or was outperformed by his teammates quite a bit in this series, but I know that in the group stage and in the um, semifinals, he was like instrumental in their victories. So let me go back to this first one. Did he end up carrying? Nope, he got carried. Um, so I I want to take. Oh no, back. he 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 put a lot of assist. He got a lot of assists in on Galio. I looked at it reverse again. They switched sides. Who knew? Huh. Nobody knew that that League of Legends was this complicated. So I want I want to talk to you about. I want, I want you to talk to me about Lucian mid against Faker. Because um, I have my little two cents on it and. All right, so so I'll just say I'll just say what I'm thinking, and you could say say how you feel. So they pick Lucian mid, right? And it's like into Oriana, which is at high elo, and all the pros are playing it. Well, was playing it. Tr- plus, they were playing on a patch before, so Black Cleaver changes and stuff haven't really gone through. So Lucian was, I want to say, at his peak, um, but he was definitely very strong. The fact that. The fact that the first gank goes wrong and Lucian gets a double kill mid doesn't tell me that out, that Faker got outplayed. It tells me that their T, uh, SKT's mid lane jungle coordination got outplayed. And you see that a lot, this, uh, this MSI actually, because this is the very first jungler SKT has ever had that doesn't protect like isn't there for faker he is a solo player he is he's very solo-esque <laughs> and when faker is needing help because faker's the kind of guy he's like yeah i'm gonna win my lane i'm gonna push you into your tower make you lose cs you're gonna have to use every single ability in order to see us under this tower right now and before he's had junglers who would come back to mid lane all the time not necessarily babysit but be like you know hey, I'm topside, so now you can start hovering topside, and that way if someone never does gank, we can help you. Like, they they enabled Faker. Peanut does not enable Faker. Faker has to do Faker things in mid lane. So, the first of all, Lucian was super cheesy. Uh, as, as far as everyone talking about it, I get it. Um, so, technically, you can't call it cheese when people were saying that it, it could happen. But I just feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a faker fanboy or something, which I don't feel like I am. I think the guy's fucking phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that you can say faker got schooled by Lucian mid. Yeah, he got tower dove, but the guy was up two kills already. And where was peanut when all this was happening? Like nowhere. Like, you know, Lucian mid is a strong thing. You know that he got two kills early on because you were the one who died to him and then you don't go admit and help him out anymore like maybe it's my silver slash gold logic 
But I mean, that does not show that the mid laner lost his lane. It shows that the mid lane jungle lane as a duo lost. So I don't think Faker got schooled by Lucian mid. So that's just okay. That's, so. That's my two cents. So, so there's your two cents. Here's my two cents. So I went, I went back and watched this game because I wanted to study this, this Lucian mid because it intrigued me, right? I'm, I don't really have a pool of mid lane champions right now. So when I was like, oh, Lucian mid, I like playing Lucian. I, I might take a mid. Why not? I've taken Quinn mid before. That could be fun. So at first, I, and, and Zy, or what? How do you say this guy's name? Is it is it Zia, or is it or is <laughs> oh, it Zai? Yeah, uh, W E Zai. We're gonna I call him. No we're gonna call him Zai right now. For w -E, I, I want to say in it's like in G. this match. Yeah, I think it is G. Yeah, I think you're right. In this match, the the um, shoutcasters were actually like, yeah, how you pronounce his name is this, and I completely forgot. So <laughs> it Z. Um, so I think what happened here is G outfakered Faker is what I think happened. Now, I'm not saying that he outskilled him. I'm saying that, yes, you're right, The that initial gank that Peanut tried to give, um, that G and uh, their jungler, what's his name, Condi, turned around and uh, got that double kill for uh, Lucian. I, I think that was really instrumental in Lucian getting ahead. Yes. Every kill that G got after that, though, was a solo kill. And he he didn't come away with, like, so much gold after that double kill that it, like, set the bar. He I think he went back and he bought, he bought a, uh, I think he just got, like, a Vampiric Scepter and Boots. And that was it. So he didn't he didn't get like a huge power spike out of it. He got a little bit of life steal. He got some movement speed, and he's up against Oriana. He's up against Faker's Oriana, if anything, right? The next right. kill he got, he dove Faker under tower. Like he just went, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this lead, and I'm just going to push it to the max, and that's exactly what he did. Um, but he did get an experienced lead, and I don't. I, I that's true. Don't, I don't that's, remember the this now, game specifically. So at one point he did have, I want to say it was a four level lead on Faker. I'm talking about when he got solo killed. Oh, when Faker got solo killed? Yeah, he was a, I think he was a level and a half ahead. Yeah, okay, so. But still, Faker, <laughs> Faker under tower. Who dives Faker alone under tower? A fed Lucian. So, yeah, okay, so, so we're, okay, I don't want to go too long on this subject, but I don't remember this game entirely from start to finish, obviously, and I don't know where it was, but if, if I could recall, when they made this little, uh, this outplay in the mid lane and Lucian got two kills, yeah, two kills on, on Lucian, it's strong, but it's not, like, you know. Yeah game changing by by any means honestly it's it's on, not like a game over it's not like getting two kills on a ribbon it's nothing but like that if, but if faker lost an entire wave depending on where the wave was and lucian had two kills worth of experience on him he comes back with lifesteal which he could trade in lane with and become more healthy while faker has to rely on pots so and this happened when he was leveled three 
two or three, Lucian was. Yeah. So by the time Lucian was six, Faker had no more pots, and Lucian had sustained from his vampiric scepter, if that's what he, if that is what he got. Yeah, yeah. He he because his first item that he uh, finished out was Blade of the Rune King. So yeah, he he went okay. back and he got the vampiric scepter. And I'm pretty sure the only other thing he got was boots, and he still had one potion left, maybe. Um, okay. But and, the, okay. and so that like on top of that, you go. That's. But I mean, like, it, you see what like they played that the mid lane out so much, like it could it should have been telegraphed, is what I'm saying. And maybe they're just like, oh, I'm Faker. I'm not going to be dove under my own tower. Maybe that mindset could have came in. But Peanut should have been to that lane. They should have saw that coming. I feel like this is an error on Peanut, not on Faker. So, so my but. opinion on this is Peanut shouldn't have come. Because Faker, when Peanut got there, Faker was essentially dead already. Right. And right when Peanut jumped over that wall, Faker was dead. And so, but Peanut was like, oh, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to get Faker a little bit of experience. And I'm going to get this kill on Lucian because this Lucian is really low. Faker got this guy really low. So Lucian, so he, Faker's going to get a little bit of that assist. I'm going to get this gold and everything right now. But it's still Lucian. So what does he do? He, he does his relentless charge the opposite direction, leaving Graves to face off against a, an Elise. And granted, so this all happened at level two. I'm I'm pretty sure on both sides they were both level two when this this fight went down. Um, and actually, yeah, well, are, you're talking about the the very the double kill. Yeah, yeah, when the yeah, double kill so, happened. So, so Graves is left to fight Elise, and then <laughs> as he's trying to take on Elise, you have Zia come back in with his Lucian and Pat Pat gets his two shot off, kills Graves. Now he has all the experience of both Faker and Graves. Whereas if Peanut didn't show up, Faker would have been down a kill, yes. But his his death would have been like dispersed between two people. Do do you share gold when you do an assist? A kill and an assist? You don't share gold, huh? It's it's you get like the I should know this. I yeah. Know. I I wonder I feel like the assisting you person. Do. I I believe you do actually. I don't remember. The I thought last it. I thought it's it. just the assisting person gets like a percentage of the gold. Like they don't they don't share the gold, but they get like a percentage of the the um, awarded gold to the person who got the kill. Yeah, it's like an it's like an assist gold, but yeah. you do like if you get it solo, I believe you get all of that. I could be completely wrong, but I feel I think honestly, if you kill someone solo, you get all that gold. But if you get an assist, then you take some of their gold as like part of your contribution. Yeah. But I, I believe that's how it is. But I think, but anyway, we, we've been talking about this for maybe way too long. But the, um, this just leads up. To, nah, yeah. Okay. We've been talking about this for about this for about <laughs> ten minutes. I'm keeping track this yeah. time. No worries, man. We're getting better. But so I wanted to lead this into. So uh, my main point on this is I feel like this is a, a problem with peanut. And I feel like Peanut needs to, they need to work more cohesively uh, in the future. And I feel like that's exactly where when SKT played G2, this is where they faltered. 
because very first game, Baker is getting camped mid lane. And Peanut, is... and Peanut, Peanut's not about that life. Peanut's about counter jungling and getting ahead and kills himself. Peanut right. is Peanut is about being the carry, whereas so it's like more of a competition between him and Faker to who will carry rather than this cohesion of like okay. I'm going to come mid and empower you, and then I'm going to go to other lanes and get them going, right? Right. It's kind of, it's kind of like the it. So I'm gonna say the difference between Peanut and uh, Bangy that that was their former jungler, right? Uh, yeah. That was SKT's. Okay, so the difference between and, and blank, yeah, and blank, yeah, but it, blank, blank. <laughs> blank was don't get me wrong blank was great but he didn't bring home the win for skt um but the difference between peanut and bangy is the same difference between inori and medios inori will or inori will go and he'll try to find that carry uh that carry position and he'll try to set himself up to be a strong player in the game whereas medios will be this strong presence in the game that will go and facilitate all of his lanes. Yeah. That's that's essentially the difference there. The only thing is, SKT doesn't have Bangy anymore. Which, if I was SKT, and knowing that Bangy just got dropped from his LMS team, I would go pick his ass up. <laughs> yeah, give him another title, why not? Yeah. So the let's just round it right back to what eventually I'm saying. Um, I think this shows that SKT, in the point that they're at right now, is beatable. You put a super ton of pressure mid lane, and now Faker does not have a jungler who will come and help him. Faker is left to his own devices now, and I think that is something that you can exploit because you have a, a jungler like Peanut who wants the kills and all this other stuff. You have a top laner who wants these kills and all this other stuff. Like, I feel like this is the most amazing SKT lineup there is, but I also feel like it's the most exploitable because you can work around, yeah, granted, you need to outplay each one of these individuals in your own lanes, but I think teams can actually do that, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so that's that's just my take on it. I just from this this yes SKT won. They lost a game to G two. You know they probably would have lost the game to WE if WE won. I feel, but I feel like this out of everything shows that this team with Pina in the lineup and Huni as the top lane. I feel like they could easily be a liability. They could easily Pina could easily choke. Or Huni could just pull Lucian top and and just choke, and then the team collapses around them. So, so I I agree with you today. Now my the only reason why I falter in my agreements with you is the fact that SKT's um, their staff is super duper. Period. And they were watching MSI. They were seeing they they go okay. These these are the faults we have. We get too cocky against these these foreign teams, even when it comes to and and they're going to say like, hey, Peanut, we got to work on this. 
and they're going to do with Peanut what they've already done with Hooney. Granted, in, in Korea, Peanut was already pulling his weight, but now they know, like, hey, Peanut gets a little cocky when we're at these uh, international events, it seems like. And he it, that might be a weak spot for the team. So I, I would say if SKT today went to Worlds 2017, there's a high possibility that they wouldn't make it all the way to the finals. But... Uh, SK, did you see the competition. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, say SKT gets stuck in stasis today, and okay. everyone oh, else I gets see. to go through their summer split, and they get to figure out this new everything after midseason patch and everything. And then SKT is taken from today and dropped directly into the world finals, and it's like, hey, figure it out, guys. They probably wouldn't make it into the finals. But SKT has their own summer split to go before Worlds comes up. And I'm thinking they are still going to be this wicked Godzilla for all these other nations to try to live up to. And honestly, as much as I want it, NA does not stand a chance right now if they do not seriously step their game up. And NA is pretty much all it. If if NA doesn't make it into the finals, the only team I really root for is SKT because it's like easy. It's easy money at that point. <laughs> Bandwagoner. <laughs> hey, Faker. Faker's a dope dude, and I love Hooney. So, like, shh. Um, don't don't get me wrong. If we get into the finals and the team who's going up against SKT goes that that. Uh, that two and two split and it comes down to that fifth game I will be rooting for the other team I will be I will be in front of my TV screen going oh you're gonna drop the ball faker oh you feeling that pressure faker and you know what he's gonna do he's gonna get he's gonna get in some situation where he should die and somehow he's going to walk out with 10 health and from that point on the game will turn and SKT will take it to victory just like they do every year pulls out his broccoli and he's like let's do this bitches for sure i i want him uh, to show up with a big bugs bunny carrot this year that's what i want yeah yeah i want him to show up I, with a big like bugs bunny carrot like warner brothers should definitely hop on this boat for sure that's <laughs> all right all right so shall we shall uh, we move on i i just wanted i just wanted your take real quick uh na how is your overall feel about them and uh, EU because those are the two regions we're going to specifically watch closely. So as far as TSM, um, how do you, th what do you think is going to happen moving forward for TSM? I understand that they have double lift part of their roster, their six man roster or whatever it is they're doing. Um, I kind of feel bad. I, I'm not a wild turtle fan like skater, um, but I mean, I love wild turtle. His it's smile's great. Wild Turtle has been there longer than Doublelift, and Doublelift's been there one season. They choked at finals or at Worlds, and everyone still looks to Doublelift as being the TSM AD carry, where Wild Turtle has already, like, he practically was created in TSM. Like, he had his first pentakill, his very first game on TSM. So, um, it's just, it's, it's sad to see, but... You know, 
if we want to look to the future, if NA ever wants to receive a title, they need to do these kind of changes. So, um, yeah. So NA, how do, how do you think NA is going to fare coming in this new? What do you think they have to work on this this season coming up um, in order to get ready? They have to work on a whole lot. One, they have to work on being consistent when going between um, NA and international. They really have to work on being consistent. It seems it when TSM gets dropped from NA and they get put into an international scene, scene it seems like they have to relearn everything about the meta. And I get well, that. that. I get that, that because... Yeah. yeah, because no, the, I, the tournament itself has its own meta. So. Yeah, I know. I get that because like different different uh, different nations bring like their own thing, right? And eventually it all coheres down into something. But it takes TSM way too damn long in order to like go, okay, this is what we need to do, right? And right. by the time they catch on, you have something happen, like what happened during group stage uh, last year at Worlds for TSM. Where they got knocked out, even though they tied, they can't tie. They need to. They need to be a dominant force in worlds in order to to. If they want to get past groups, there has to be an NA team here who can dominate in groups, who can be that oppressive force, who can come second or third in in uh, into the semifinals or into the quarterfinals. They can't do this thing where they just barely break even and hopefully they make it in they can't pull that cloud nine thing and i know you love cloud nine i'm not trashing them but this also goes for cloud nine man they can't they can't do this thing where they try to like okay we're in a we're just going to try to hold on and hopefully we'll make it in no they have to step up their game so much that they are dominant just like skt is so that way when it if they if it comes down to it and they end up facing this um, top rank Korean team. Not saying it's SKT. Not saying it's Knox uh, Tigers. Not saying it's going to be Samsung Galaxy. But when it when it comes down to this last match, like if they can make it to the finals, they have to be worthy of being in the finals. You see what I'm saying? It, yeah, for sure. So they like all the NA teams. If they want to get there, they have to freaking ship up, and they have to get fast, and they have to get hard. They have to learn this new meta, and they need to master it. They can't do this dilly-dallying. They can't do these weird roster swaps where it's like it's not a good trade-off for the team where they put in players who haven't had that, that time, but they do it, oh, let's put in this player so that way he gets the extra experience right now. Even though Are you we are P one, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Now I know that I know that eventually they ended up going with Shady, but honestly, if if they should have had their mind made up earlier, that that whole thing happening during the uh, quarterfinals and the semifinals, it, that was stupid. That that whole issue that they had with their figuring out their roster should have been dealt with at least two weeks before then they shouldn't have been like oh do we want shady or do we want stunt or do we want shady or do we want like come on guys and then they went with shady because there was a personality issue with stunt yeah yeah so even though stunt performed better right i well i i mean it's all it's a team game eventually no i get it i get that but 
I, they they should have picked up on it earlier. They, 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 come on, guys, have a team ready. But granted, it's going to be summer split. These guys have a roster already together. They should be good to go now. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. Na, they really, they need an early game. That's just, that's, that's all they need. They need an early game that they are uh, contesting these things. Cloud. I mean, I'm a big Cloud Nine fanboy. The worst thing to see is Cloud Nine play a game where they play losing lanes and and they lose like what the first three dragons and then they're like all right let's mid game it let's go well this team has like extra stats and you can't do that now especially with new rift herald like you have to be proactive on this map especially in the upcoming season um especially with rift herald like I, i'm really excited to see the kind of plays but cloud nine needs to work on their early game they need to be a more dominant figure earlier than this mid-game team fight like we're just going to crush everybody because that does not work against international teams that does not work against your skts your we's like it, it's not going to happen and tsm has the same exact flaw and those are the top two dominant teams like definitively in north america and they both have the same flaw which isn't good now I want to head over to EU just real quick. G two is the best of the best of the best of the best, sir. With on, <laughs> if, if you know that reference. Yes, and, I know that reference. Okay, so um, G two, yeah, they made it to finals. Yeah, they took a game on SKT. I am super. I'm still super underwhelmed. I guess the fact that they came and they knew they had to put in an effort, become this crazy, like do, they worked all this time to be the super dominant team that they're gonna go to MSI, they're gonna go to Worlds and they're gonna make a statement. They only made their statement because other teams like TSM fell short. That's the only reason. G2 was not better. They, well, they, they did I, what I, I was talking about. They broke even and it was just yeah. a matter of luck that they made it in. But that's not. But that's not something. <laughs> I mean, okay. So SKT, W were clearly the two favorites out of this, out of this round robin. Absolutely. And G two, Flash Wolves could have easily been switched out between TSM and Gigabyte Marines. Like, they if G two wants to show that they're a dominant force, they need to show it consistently, not get a lucky, like okay, TSM is on vacation. So this is probably the TSM vacation meme probably going to have be happening. But um, I just uh, and the other thing I need to say is perks. Perks is everyone calls perks like this god and stuff. When I watched the TSM G2 game, perks missed three ulties, I believe back to back as Oriana. That is a game changing ultimate. You cannot miss that ultimate. And the fact that he was missing those, it just it just it's it's crazy. Like this team really, they showed good standings, and they need to keep it up, but they need to be more dominant, more consistently. And that's all I have to say. So let's let's talk about this first week of NALCS coming up. 
Yeah, let's do it. So you know that my favorite team is Immortals. And and for all those listeners out there, uh, Immortals is my favorite team because I started watching uh, LCS starting at the beginning of Season 6, right? So I started watching Professionals uh, when Championships came around for Season 5. And then that just molded into Season 6 watching NALCS. And Immortals was just starting out then, and gosh, they were dominant. Am I right? Um, yeah, they were. De- they were definitely like and the best team in NA. They were so dominant that even now, when when Double uh, Double was on his downtime before going to uh, Team Liquid, anytime he talked about TSM coming together in Summer Split. Like when, and this is after the fact, this is after Worlds happened. Anytime that he would talk about like the reason why TSM was able to come together is because they were able to go back and watch Immortals games during that first split, right? Mm-hmm. And and they they figured out like, okay, this is how we get an early lead. This is how we, this is how we, um, this is how we group together. This is how we have kind of this hive mind to where we can move around the map and go objective, kill objective, get all these things done. So that way we could just snowball a game to a victory. And Immortals had, like, I believe they have on record the fastest, one of the fastest games in NALCS, right? I think it was like 17 minutes. I, I'm not. I don't, I'm not going to get quoted on okay. this. Okay. Okay. I would. I'm gonna. That's a big guess. It's probably. I'm gonna probably. If we get a comment, email us, please. It'd be awesome. It just so you could say I'm wrong and be like, it was 19 minutes and 52 seconds. But still, it was a fast ass game. Um, and you know why? Because they had an early game. Yeah. They had a juggler who knew what to do. A top laner who can get just going, and a mid laner who at that time was super dominant. And a bot lane that can just follow up. I mean, they didn't have to do anything outstanding. The fact that while Turtle can flash forward and still get kills, it's because Huni did all the work, Rain overdid all the work, and I believe Turtle, in the pole belter that believes in pole belter. Oh man, I miss old pole <laughs> belter for sure. Dude, I'm I'm I want to see what pole belter does this um, this split because he he said after their last game at the end of last split he even said like. During the split, I kind of went through this crisis because I've, I've been known as this um, this consistent player, but consistency doesn't always win games. And so I've been trying to trying to find my way into this kind of carrying position. And because of that, we didn't look good at the beginning of the split, but I feel like I've really improved because I've pushed myself to go beyond and be in this kind of uncomfortable situation that I'm not used to. And I completely agree with him because I watched every single one of their games throughout last split and he linearly improved through each game. So I want to see where he's at come this next split. Okay. But All right, so, and everyone knows I'm a Cloud9 fan. Um, I believe they did a really good run as far as... Um, this last season with having a rookie, I want to say two rookies, uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> as much, as much playtime as Ray has had, uh, on this team. Yeah. He was, I believe he was a starting top laner for, and Ray. he was number one in challenger solo queue. Right. But I'm just saying like, uh, <laughs> with this, with this lineup, the amount of time that he did have, uh, he looked super promising i'll say promising for sure i think by the end of this split ray 
was more dominant on the map than um, Impact was. Yeah, for sure. And to, to be honest, Impact did not really turn on until like heading into Worlds. Like he was on this dominant tear for the playoffs and for the gauntlet. Before then, he was just a mediocre top lane. So I don't, I don't doubt it. He raised a playmaker and Cloud9 needs a playmaker. And on top of it, Contract's coming in as a brand new jungler without the support of High, which everyone knows is a Cloud9 like kryptonite. And I thought he did really well. Yeah, he, he kind of slumped uh, mid-season, but I mean, that I, honestly, that easily could be attributed to, um, you know, just being a rookie in the scene and playing so many games and all this other stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to Cloud9. They really need to sure up their mid or their early game, and they need to be more dominant. They need to show that they are the best team. Um, so let's just run over real quick uh, what the schedule's looking like. Um, so I believe it's next week is the start <laughs> of it, right? Yeah, um, that, that came, yes. it came kind of quick, right? Yeah. It, so June 2nd, Friday, so right. weekend after next. Um, so let's let's start off with the first match of the season, which is kind of like the old new old hotness. <laughs> CLG versus CL or yeah. CLG versus CLG. CLG yeah, versus C9. Okay. <laughs> and uh so I'm I expect Cloud9 to win this match. Uh CLG will be um they'll have their new roster change, which uh, I believe they swap they swapped out Dardock for X Smithy, right? They did a immortal swap. I know X Smithy left. I don't know if Dardock is for sure on CLG. Let's let's bring this up. There, where where is our the local? The whole esports site does not want to share. That yeah, kind of it's information freaking yet. crap. Okay, but let's let's just let's just end let's the let's day. assume. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I it, think Cloud9s are a clear favorite in this matchup. Um, I, I so feel like I do are too. gonna have to take time to click. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just said that CLG needs time to click with uh, their immortal jungler. Yes, Stardock. Um, I think I think they're gonna take some time to click. If they click immediately, I'm happy for Dardock. I'm glad that he's finally found a home. But I think this first match this this opener for c9 they're just going to come in and they're going to it'll probably be a little close clg will probably get at least one win out of this series but i think cloud nine's just gonna they're gonna yeah. pretty much pull it off um so second match later on that day is going to be and so i'm i'm honest when i say this i think immortals has the hardest first week so immortals uh, they okay. They're going up against P1, who came in third in NALCS and mm -hmm. in the spring split, right? They're going up against right. P1, and then um, later on. And, and so we have Immortals, who is going to be showcasing their new jungler, Xsmithy, who hasn't had a very good... Uh, split. He, a split, no. He, he didn't do very well during spring split. And the only thing that I could say might be going for him is the fact that one Udir just got a change on him, so maybe Smithy will figure out something with him. Maybe we'll master him in some way that'll really help Immortals line up. And then another thing is, uh, you know, you got 
tanks like Sejuani and you got tanks like Zack and uh, I don't know if, if if Smithy ever played Zack. I don't think so. But Malkai, Malkai is going to be strong in the jungle come this next split because of the the tank changes and also a Mumu. Uh, I don't know about a Mumu. And you I don't. You don't think, think it, Malkai will be competitive play. You don't think a Mumu will like make it to competitive? Two telegraphed. No, they're both two telegraphed. They're uh, Amumu is very. Amumu still suffers from the early game of what he did before. He does a lot more. He facilitates a lot more damage for his mid lane or AP laners now, but he still has that early game. Um, I think yeah, it'll be a good testament to see how Xmithy, uh fits into this lineup for sure. Um, and then Phoenix so One has their new lineup, which is the lineup they had at the end of the semifinals, which will be right with Anori Anori in the jungle and uh, shady and shady support bottom yeah and i think honestly you have um arrow match up with shady for all of this offseason they're gonna be a pretty dominant bot lane so uh, I, I honestly think you know phoenix one will win this game yes. hands down yes. <laughs> i'm sorry hands down i i want to say remind me who phoenix one's uh mid laner is it's ryu right yeah if they haven't changed anything it's ryu okay I so I'm still I'm still hopeful for immortals. I want I want I want to believe in the pole belter that believes in pole belter, and I want to believe X Smithy will be the jungler that believes in pole belter. But I don't know. Um, and then flame they're just gonna is take, they're going to take some time to mesh for sure. Yeah. So I think I, I'm going to give immortals probably about two weeks before they start. They, they'll probably win a couple of games. Might even win a match or two. Um, but I don't think that before they're gonna they actually melt. Their... Yeah, I don't think they're actually going to show true form until about week three or four. So, yeah. okay. And, All right. So, I, and I didn't put my prediction. I'm going to go Cloud Nine for game one of the day for CLG. Yeah. All right. So, uh, day I, two. It, I will take Cloud Nine also for that game one. And I'm going to take, I'm still going to stand behind Immortals on that game too. Okay. So, I'll, I'll hold so, you to that. Yeah. Take a tally, man. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, so let's let's start out Saturday. Saturday starts out with CLG versus TL. Right. I'm gonna say CLG's got this. TL still it, has. A... We 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 have no idea what TL's doing or anything. So yeah, uh, the current shit show T, uh, Team Liquid's in. Uh, yeah. CLG should come out on top for sure. Dardock should just shit on this entire team, just <laughs> hands down. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, unless they they pick up some crazy, unless Double Live goes back to the No, know. no, it won't happen. Uh, Peanut's gonna yeah, carry no. them. That's what's oh, gonna happen. Geez. Peanut will oh, carry really? them. Oh really? Oh. Okay. Or no, not Peanut. Uh, what's his <laughs> I was name? Like, I don't know. What's his name? Do that? What's the dude? Who, who did they take from bot lane and put Piglet? There we go. Piglet. Oh, Piglet. Yes. Piglet yes. will carry them in the mid lane. In okay. the mid lane. Um, so uh, I got Silgy for that game. Yeah. Okay. So we we're in a grants. Uh, you want Echo Fox versus FlyQuest? Yep, your boys. Is it an odd week? How are they gonna? How's Echo Fox <laughs> gonna do this? Uh, I'm actually gonna take my boys FlyQuest. Um, I don't know their roster changes specifically. I feel like the AD carry is being switched up. <clears throat> that was just a rumor last I heard. But um, the current lineup, I, I like FlyQuest a lot better than I like Echo Fox. Um, I just I like Echo Fox, but I don't think they get it done. So FlyQuest for me. Go ahead. Did FlyQuest do any roster swaps? I believe they're changing out their AD carry. I don't want to say who it is because it's gonna put me 
you're gonna quote me and i'll be like ah i didn't mean that guy i'm not i'm not gonna quote you i don't i don't care if the information's wrong for stuff like this i care whether or not you're wrong in picking well they got piglet for Andy carry and piglet for mid lane uh piglet for top lane and piglet for jungle so flyquest is pretty strong so um i'm going to say flyquest but not for the same reason as you I'm going to say FlyQuest because this is early on in the split, and High is probably, he probably rested up a little bit since last split, so he's probably going to start out feeling pretty well, and then somewhere after like six games, that carpal tunnel that he has is really going to be setting in, and he's going to be like, oh, he's going to have this claw thing going on, he's going to be sweating on stage and everything, no matter what, who he's going up against, and then that's when they're going to start to do that, that nosedive that they did last split. Okay, so you think they're going to be dominant first part of the split and then just start falling off late and hope to make fi- uh, playoffs again? Yeah, that's okay. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> I mean, the, they showed to do that in the past. They could definitely do it again. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next game, um, we're going to do TSM versus Cloud9. The old, new, old hotness? Honestly, <laughs> uh, I don't think TSM-CLG is a, a real rivalry anymore. I don't think CLG has been in the competitive scene as strongly as Cloud9 TSM. So I think this is the new Classico. The new Classico. For sure. So um, going through this, yeah, they got double lift in, as uh, the AD carry. They still have Spence, Spence Garen, and he's kind of like, uh, he's definitely a, a factor to put in. If double lift comes in and Spence Garen just shures up all the stupid shit he's been doing. I think TSM has this, but I'm going to go with my boys Cloud9. I feel like Contracts can definitely hold his own, and I think Ray is just going to come out swinging. So I, I don't know if it's going to be the Ray Impact show still, or if Impact's going to come in. But either way, um, I like I like Cloud9's time off, and I feel like Reaper knows what he's doing. So I'm going to give it to Cloud9. So. Uh... I'm leaning towards TSM on this one, and, but it's not, it's not because of double lift. Now I I love double lift, but I think the fact that they decided to keep Wild Turtle and bring in double lift as the uh, number one seat for ADC, I think that's going to cause strife in the team. And I actually think this split's going to probably be harder for them in finding an identity versus last split, because they're going to have that kind of like duo mindset. Um, okay. but I think this first match, I, th- I, I want to say that the TSM has this and TSM is going to have that mental game of we beat you at the end of spring split. So that, that, those are the reasons why I'm picking TSM. And that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Um, Final match of Saturday, Dignitas versus Envy. Now, do we do we really gotta talk about this? Um, if Lyra, <laughs> if if Lyra one v nines, Envy wins. If not, t- Team Dignitas wins. Uh, <laughs> I, I really like Dignitas. <clears throat> I like their. I like their roster. Process. I like, like Dignitas' roster. That they have for sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna give it to Dignitas. I feel like they're actually gonna be the powerhouse we thought they were gonna be last split now that they've had so much time to mesh so all right so let's uh (laughs) it's gonna gonna be dignitas okay so this this is another part of the reason why i think 
Mortals has the toughest week he had at the MB is they're immediately going up against TSM also. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the only way this week could have been harder is if they went up against, like, Cloud9 and then TSM. That yeah. that would have made their week, like, For sure. the hardest. Um, you going to give it to your boys? I know TSM's going to win, but, yeah, of course, I'm going to support my boys. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Uh, I like it. Get out yeah. of here. I, uh, I'm not with you, though. I'm definitely going to think TSM is definitely winning this, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so you're like, I can't believe in the pole, belt, pole belter that believes in pole belter because Bjergsen's standing over there with a wicked grin on his face, and he's like, I'm going to dumpster this kid. I'm going to show him what carrying is. Yeah. He's going to go. Or... <laughs> Or Hanser in the top lane, or double lift in the bottom lane. Like they oh, have a abs- carry in every lane, absolutely. and Immortals and does not. I think a, a big kind of like gray spot on Immortals right now is definitely Flame in the top lane because it's like, who knows what Flame is gonna do? Like right. I don't like know it. Like I can't predict what that guy's gonna do up top lane. So, I agree. It's it is going. It's probably gonna be TSM, but I'm I'm. Supporting my boys, I think they got this. I want to believe that they can they can make it into the top three by the end of the split. Um, okay, cool, cool. So the next uh, next match is going to be Envy versus Phoenix One. Uh, once again, if Lyra does not one v nine, I definitely think uh, Phoenix One has this. They were the third best seed. I can't um, believe that I, Lyra stayed with Envy. I mean, would Envy really let him go? I mean, <laughs> who really has the money right now to pay uh, for Lyra? Lyra's contract is what I'm thinking. TSM, I don't. He's a he's a he's a Korean speaker. They don't have a they don't have a Korean speaker. Immortals. Immortals. Whatever. I feel like Dardak. If Dardak had to go to Envy, he would just like I don't know what he would do. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So we're in agreement. Phoenix one. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so now we're talking Fly Quest Dignitas. Yeah. Um, I'm still gonna give it to Fly. I think I think high. I as I said, I think high early on. He has he picks up on the the current meta and the current situation for new patches and everything really quickly. And I think it's a, now that this mid season patch came out, I think he's probably like studying it and he's gonna have it down. His team is gonna be able to work it really well. But I think that advantage is going to fall off by the middle of the split. So, okay. but I think they're going to win this. I think I think FlyQuest will pull it off. I think Dignitas is going to get a little too big headed, and then they're going to they're going to fall flat. Now I'm all for Old Cloud Nine, aka FlyQuest. <laughs> um, you don't I have don't their jersey go, though. I, I don't think they go two zero in the first week. Oh um, hell no. Um, oh, well, I yeah. honestly, I I'm under the. I don't want to be this person, but I feel like Team Dignitas super were underwhelming in the start of last season, and I feel like all the hype. It's 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 now boys like they're they're gonna be a top contender. I I hope because I really do like their eighty carry a lot. Lot. Um, I listen. <laughs> yeah, some of I like the LCS rundown. Um, and my boy Blake is like one of the, my favorite character or persons. He's a character. He's, he's absolutely a character, a character for sure. Um, 
Blake, yeah, if you're out to, there, he we love you. Yeah, he talked his boy a lot up. Yeah, he talked he talked his boy a lot up so much, and I'm just I'm a I'm a complete fan. Um, I do really like him in this lineup. I feel like they're I feel like they're going to be a super powerhouse, and I hope so. Um, I believe Sunday someday do, deserves um, to be in that top tier because of how well he's played. And yeah, so I'm going to give it to Dignitas, um, but I would not be surprised if FlyQuest takes this. So. And then we'll go to the last and final game of Sunday. Uh, it will be Team Liquid <laughs> versus Echo Fox. A snooze fest, if you will. Um, um, I don't think it's going to be snooze fest. I think it's going to probably be an exciting game. You know, it'll, which... yeah, uh, honestly, now that I'm looking at it, it'll probably be a super bloody game. I feel like Acadian, uh, <laughs> I think he just, I, honestly, I think Acadian just rapes all of them. I hope so. I really want to see him back to form. Uh, put him in a Rengar. Hey, I want to. I want to see Rain over back to form. We can't all get what we want. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, I but I, I think I think the. I mean, honestly, I have no idea what's going on with Team Liquid. Um, Echo Fox, they still have the pieces. I don't know. They got to do something. They got to do something to split. Or Rick Fox needs to you, you mean, reevaluate his team because that it's it's gonna be upsetting if they do the same thing they did last season. You mean Frogger needs I to pick Anivia? Or does Frogger <laughs> need to pick TF? Isn't he like he has a losing streak on her now, right? Like Nivea? His, yeah. Yeah. After yeah. last bit? <laughs> yeah. That was like his go-to champion. Now it's like, oh, he picked Anivia if free win. What, so what's funny is is uh Currently in um, challenger solo queue, Anivia has the highest win rate mid. Yeah, yeah, she's she's super dominant right now. Yeah. Actually, she's dominant um, as a support right now. Yeah, so which I've heard a lot of people say is true, but I mean, if you know <laughs> the mechanics of Anivia, you can. Def- I mean, it's true oh, to yeah. any champion. Honestly, you can just abuse it when people don't expect it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Echo Fox. Uh, team Liquid hasn't showed me anything. I don't. I haven't seen anything on Team Liquid. Um, so we'll just we'll just have to play that one by ear. So, mm-hmm. cool. And that rounds out the first week. Yeah. I'm super excited. Uh, leagues come or LCS is coming back. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm happy I about it. it. I. I, uh, I enjoy it quite a lot too, my friend. Yeah. It is so quite we're, fun. We're, we're running out of time. Uh, I believe next week we can just go over uh, EU's lineup um, if we're going to watch any of those games. But before we leave tonight, I really did want to touch up on this Rift Rivals. So if you want to give oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. them a little heads up. Okay, so um, for all who don't know the know of knowing, um, so Riot is deciding to do another kind of semi-international tournament during the middle of the uh, spring split called Rift Rivals in which they take uh, all of the uh, regions and they put them up against their counterparts. So if you don't know what that means, that means that um, regions such as the EU and NA will be facing off against each other and they will be the top three teams from both. So that'll be TSM, um, Cloud9, and Phoenix1 up against Unicorns of Love, um, G2, yeah, there you go. And so they'll be facing off. um, And yeah, so it'll be the... Was a CLS? You have uh, 
you have China, you have Korea. Korea will be facing off in, where is this? Let's, let's actually get the, the real numbers here. Event, North America versus Europe, and then you're going to have uh, Latin America North versus Brazil versus Latin America South. For one of them, you're going to have uh, Commonwealth of Independent States versus Turkey. The CIS. Yep. Uh-huh. That. Sure. <laughs> the, the Southeast Asia versus Oceania versus Japan. Um, and then you're going to have like Korea, LMS, and China. So like the top nations. Uh, so you're going to have all these having different tournaments uh, during around the same time where their top teams are going to be facing off against each other. And I'm looking forward to this. I think this will be fun. The only thing is, is uh, it's, I think they, they should try to do this multiple times in the middle of the uh, summer split. And rather than just do like, EULCS versus NALCS, like, sure, that's that's a really good first uh, Rift Rivals, but then do another Rift Rivals where it's, like, NALCS versus, like, LMS, and then NALCS versus it to where it kind of mixes up. So slowly over time, all, all of these uh, different... And granted, it would only be the top teams getting this experience, but you have the top teams kind of learning what the other top teams are doing, and that way they can grow as far as skill goes. Because I... I don't think NA facing off against EU is going to bolster much growth for either side. Um, <clears throat> no, I feel like as far as NA and EU are concerned, um, that's just more of like, you know, it's NA a grudge match. EU. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, but I do, I do actually absolutely love this. Uh, the fact that we have more international play. Yeah. We're not playing against SKT or anything, but, now we're going to see SKT, or I'm sorry, I'm just assuming SKT, but now we're going to see like the Koreans fight, you know, the top of China, the, and we can, uh, we have more international play that we can pull games from to have better knowledge of what they're doing. Um, and I hope eventually it becomes like, I mean, honestly, NA, if they just keep stomping EU and then NA goes to finals every year against uh, the Korean teams, then it could easily change to, you know, ri Rift Rivals becoming NA uh, LCK. That would be dope. But uh, I live in a fantasy land. But this is really cool. I really like it. Uh, the way they have it structured out, um, I'm not, I don't want to go too deeply into it because each style has a little different way they do it. But. It, it'll just be more international play, and that's what we like to see. So one of the Japanese teams in the top three is called Unsold Stuff Gaming. I've, oh, really? Yeah. Unsold Stuff huh. Gaming. Interesting. <laughs> um, I, where, what region is WE from? China. China? LPL, yeah. Because they beat out... Uh, World never give up. Ever gaming OMG, it's all all those. Those are the top teams from them. Oh, okay. There we go. I was looking for them. I was like, where the hell is Team WE? They should be facing off in in SK or in uh, LCKs. But yep. yeah, there yep. it is, right there. Cool. Sweet. Well, that this one ran a little long, like the other one. But actually, hey, this we'll one just... this one's not too bad because we started recording at ten forty and it's only eleven fifty. So 
we did I a lot better. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, cool, cool. We'll, we'll be getting better at these. Uh, if you got any comments, uh, Brennan will let you know where to find us. Hey, way to go, dude. Uh, good segue. Yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can email us at uh, mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. Uh, we will be getting together our Twitter, and uh, we'll put a link to the Twitter in there. I, um, there's a, the name is a little different. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I will know it by next week. Also, we are getting together our Facebook page, um, and we will be launching these two episodes, the episode we recorded the other night as far as 7.10 and this episode. Um, so the 7.10 so, episode will forever be known as episode zero, and it will have some flaws, but those flaws should have been fixed in this video or in, the, in this recording. So uh, we're hoping to grow and learn from our mistakes and look forward to the future of this podcast. Yeah, so let us let us know what you like, what you don't like. And um, and as as you know, as I said in the last podcast, if you heard it, I'll say it again here. Uh, we really want this just to grow. Uh, we want you to share with anybody. So we will be monitoring the uh, Facebook feed as well as the Twitter feed. Anyone who retweets slash um, shares it on Facebook and Twitter alike, we will put your name in a drawing. And the first three weeks, we'll let you know when it's happening. Um, a random person, whoever did it, will get a free uh, random skin. Uh, by me personally, and we'll probably do that for the first three weeks, uh, see how everything goes, and um, hopefully get this community going. I'm super excited for it, and I hope uh, I hope you guys like it too. So, if uh, Dragon, you have anything else at this time, or yeah, um, in case he does listen to this, Blake, where the fuck is that dark spell on Google Music, man? I can't get it. Where is it? Bro, you just oh, dude, it's, <laughs> you haven't heard it yet. It's so good. I really, dude, I character, really want to hear it. His character is literally my favorite. Um, but yeah, we're not gonna plug another podcast on this, but uh, yeah, check out <laughs> LCS Rundown, and uh, you can find more about what they're talking, what he's talking about. So, as for me, uh, we're I'm just gonna host. get absorbed by the the Trinity Force Network. I'll cut this uh, out. Don't worry. Yeah, I got. I hope so. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, this was the episode one of the Twisted Trio podcast. We are just duo tonight. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk Weber, here with Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Later. And this is this is where the music's gonna go. No, 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 no. Here. No, right here. Here. Here? Here. There. Perfect. Sweet. And... Here. <laughs>